0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Real Early. I'm your host, Larry Sternshine. On today's show, I'm joined by my friend, Max Deering, who recently received his Master's in Film Studies. Congratulations, Max. I love having people from around the world, but this episode is a little bit different because Max currently lives in the Netherlands, but grew up in the U.S. That means we talk about what it's like being a movie fan in the Netherlands currently, and what it was like being a movie fan growing up in the States. We also talk about the video story he used to go to as a kid, how his father helped share movies with him, and so much more. I hope you enjoy this show, and without further wait, Max Deering. All right, Max, how's it going, buddy? It's nice to uh, see you. It's nice to see you, too.
1: Yeah, uh, no, it's good. It's uh, Sunday, 5 o'clock here in the Netherlands. Um, it's 5 o'clock. I actually... I know where most of my day went. I was um, clearing out our garden. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's been a good day.
0: Yeah. Oh, are, are you a big gardener person? Cause... No,
1: I am I am not handy at all. That's all Seuss. She likes, she does all the handiwork in the house. She built a, like a new roof in our hallway. She's trying to fit a door into our door frame. That's all her. I just, I'm <laughs> there to help when I can. I, I'm not handy. I'm, I can cook. I can cook well. I can clean. I'm good at talking and listening to, but other than that, don't don't ask me to do handy stuff. I, <laughs> I know I th- my limits.
0: I, th- I think uh, being able to cook food and clean is 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 a pretty big one. Yeah, because you, know, you know the significant others tend to do a lot of stuff, so it's good to, to be able to help out in ways that maybe they don't want to. So, yeah. sounds like it's a good give or take. I'm I can't do very uh, much gardening stuff. I'm terrible at it. I'm but I'm getting a little better. So. But this isn't a gardening podcast or anything, but it's good to know that movie, you're gardening. Yeah, <laughs> that should be a thing, though. I'm sure somebody has that somewhere. There's a podcast for just about everything at this point. Gotta be.
1: You pair the flowers, you pair the shrubbery with what kind of movie you're watching.
0: <laughs> there you go. Speaking of, uh, we're recording this on a spooky season, as they call it these yeah. days. And, and you anybody been watching a lot of horror movies and stuff. What how's this uh, season been going for you so far? So far, it's uh, it's been pretty good. Um,
1: so I usually try to do 31. I think last year I did double the amount, so I ended up doing about 62. Um, typically speaking, I yeah I try to get the 31 in. Uh, we actually have a trip planned here in a few weeks to Transylvania, so I'm sort of trying to backlog myself a bit more so that way I don't have to worry about watching them. But I know myself, and I might try anyway. Uh, but no, so far so good. I've seen some good stuff. I've seen some not so good stuff. Um, but uh, I don't usually have like a master list. I kind of just watch. Uh, I have a loose list of things that I'm like, all right, I've heard things. I should watch that, and I'll do that. Um, but nothing like I have a specific movie for a specific day. Uh, mostly just trying to watch whatever new thing that I can uh, or new to me anyway. So yeah, I, I mean prior to this recording, I think. 45 minutes ago i finished watching darkness falls it's from 2003 um you're muted by the way Oh, there you go okay yeah
0: yeah I, I sometimes mute myself because i found out that i breathe heavy i'm like oh well if i don't if i mute myself I'll, i won't hear my breathing Fair enough. <laughs> well i'll tell tricks out. of the podcast trade <laughs>
1: nice uh, I saw someone i think someone sent me a video a few weeks ago about how you can use a um a sponge and slip your headphones through, and that like muffles it so that you don't get. I, I don't know, I, I don't podcast uh yet, I guess. Um, but um, yeah, but no, I've actually just finished watching Darkness Falls, like I said, 45 minutes ago. And uh, yeah, you know, you, you get some good stuff and you get some not so good stuff. That was uh, that was in the category of not so good stuff,
0: yeah. I remember <laughs> when that movie came out, and I believe they like cut some stuff, so it wasn't like a And I don't think they ever released a director's cut. I'm kind of curious Mm. if they would have released the original cut of it. It would have worked a little better. I'm not sure. Um, Mm. But uh, I don't remember the full details. But I do remember that movie just feeling odd.
1: As a kid, I remember seeing that poster a lot in both video stores and I think around the theater and it creeped me out. Um, Now I see it and I'm like, oh, it was that movie. I remember that. And I watch it and I'm like,
0: yeah, 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 but uh, I mean, it's not the Livesman, so I used to do um, I used to watch a lot more movies this year. I've been really like not watching as many for some mm-hmm. reason. I think because I've been playing a lot more video games and watching some TV shows. I, I find when I watch a TV show, I just have to watch the all of it if it if there's episodes out, so oh, I yeah. tend to because I just watched the show from that's on MGM, Plus. it's it's an awesome show. But like I haven't watched any horror movies until last night. <laughs> Which you is watch- kind of funny. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I watched oh, okay. there's a Chicago host, horror host called Sven Ghouly. And I watched that version because I thought that'd be fun to do. You know, so I had I I'm a weird person while I'll actually watch like a live feed with commercials. So mm. I'm just like That's be able- fine. Mm. a lot of people I know are like, oh I can't do commercials. But I'm like, well, it gives me a chance to check my phone or use the washroom or something. But yeah, yeah, that was my, I haven't really watched too many horror movies this year. It is what it is. But yeah, I do like awesome. uh, I, in the past, I have done the 31 horror movie thing and you know, I got my November movie challenge this year for uh, November. November. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'll definitely try to watch all, all those, you know, because like if I'm asking people to do it and I don't do it I feel like I you know letting no, I'm a lot of people don't no nobody's gonna be a lot of time. hey okay. well you know November um especially
1: with the uh, silent Night coming out I can definitely schedule some things in the Discord uh because <laughs> I think I think everybody would probably get a lot more people showing up for that than I have been so far
0: <laughs> well it's a you know we're you you started the action for everyone Discord right yeah and, and uh you were showing some movies and it's a discord's a new thing and once once people figure out how to use it it's actually really fun there's another discord i'm in that does it mm. with zoom movies and it's pretty good time so i'm sure people nice. will, will watch it's also a
1: time zone thing as well i know yeah. that's a that's a pain they the ass to coordinate so
0: all right so speaking of time zones you're in the netherlands right yeah so tell me how you got to the netherlands because you're not from the netherlands originally are you no no I'm I'm from the
1: states I'm from uh, Virginia uh Newport News Virginia uh long story short is back in 2016 around October I met my now well I, I met my girlfriend there um she was uh I actually met her a few days before her on accident We had a hurricane come through and the not got the power and everything so I was working at a movie theater uh, It was called Movie Tavern and it was like a basically like an Alamo Draft house. You go into you go and sit down, you can order food uh and whatnot. but uh we had the power knocked out and so she came up like in the middle of the day and I basically had to turn her away and say, hey, we're closed for the day. we we can't show anything. we have no power. She comes back a few days later and uh she's going to see a girl on the train. um I forget who directed that. Uh, it's the one with Emily Blunt and uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Um, but yeah, she's going to see that, and I more or less ask her out uh, when the movie's over. We date for a few months while she's there because she's she was in uh she was in Virginia uh, to what what was it uh, getting um something for a PhD. She was like uh, studying a course or something or teaching out in uh, Williamsburg. But uh, we dated for a while, and then uh, we went to the Bahamas that January in 2017. And then we didn't see this for a few months because she went back to Netherlands to uh, finish up her teaching or her uh, PhD. And then I went back to the States. And then I moved out there in 2017, July 2017. And I've been out here ever since. So, uh, yeah, that was 2017. It's 2023. Uh, Next week is our eighth, seventh anniversary. Who knows anymore? Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so she's the reason why I'm out here. Uh, I went back to school out here in 2019, um, and I just got my master's uh, this past summer. So uh, September 1st, I officially got my master's degree in media, and in um, I got my master of arts in film studies. Um, I had started school a little bit when I was out in the States, but uh, it wasn't really for me then, and then she kind of coaxed me back into it after saying, oh, look how cheap it is, and you can immediately go and do the thing, uh, like learn about the stuff you want to learn about. And I was like, Oh, okay. And so, you know, I did three years of my bachelor's and then I saw I my master's only take one year. And I was like, what's, what's another year. So yeah, <laughs> sure. three years later. And I've, uh, I've got my bachelor's and my master's in film studies and now it's the hard part looking for
0: work. All right. So what was your master's thesis about then?
1: Uh, it was about, um, "Quote unquote, Invader Cinema, it wasn't really original. Um, It's one of those things where now that I think about it, there's so many other things I could have written about that I might have had a lot more material and originality for. But essentially, I traced uh, certain horror movies uh, in their time periods and and said how they related to certain uh, events during that time. So uh, one of them was John Carpenter's A Thing and how... um, the use of blood and infection that was related to the burgeoning AIDS crisis in the '80s. I did 30s of Night, and the vampires in that are—they uh, are a precursor to the financier and uh, banks um, and the 2008 financial crisis. They're sucking poor people dry, blood, i.e., their livelihood and mm-hmm. money. And then I did Nope from last year, and it's um, and how it talks about uh, eco anxiety and how we as people are afraid of, uh, nature striking back. So, yeah,
0: that's, that's, uh, like three solid ideas to put out there though, you know, and it, and, and you, you've got that masters. That's pretty awesome, man. Congratulations to that. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I mean, that's you. a lot of work. Like I actually went back to school to be a teacher and I did not finish, which, mm-hmm. which was probably for the best. Uh, but, uh, now that you have that masters though, you, you you're looking for for a job. What 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 you what is somebody with your masters looking to do?
1: Oh, well, I think in terms of just base um work in general, like the kind of field you're in. It's like so I also have a minor in communications. I got that during my bachelor's. Um so I think it's usually media-esque jobs, so that's uh that could be social media managing, um to be honest that's sort of been the hard part you know being out here living in another country um it's not just navigating the job markets also trying to learn the language as well um and uh out here i don't that's part of the problem is i'm not really sure where i'm looking and if i'm looking in the right places um but for me i mostly just want to work in film i'd like to you know work on a film production a set uh that's sort of what i'm looking for and i've talk to some people about, you know, doing that in the future. Um, but yeah, I don't really know how to answer that other than like, it's just, it's, it's constantly, it's just a grind. It's getting up every day, putting on my laptop, you know, um, seeing what's, what's out there applying for what I can and uh, you know, cross my fingers, you know? So
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is what is the film industry like in the Netherlands? Like I, I like I, I talked to you once, I joked to this and I'm a dumb American. I don't I don't know nothing about the Netherlands. What what do they have a film industry out there? What what, what kind <laughs> of things are they doing?
1: They do. Um I so something I learned about a few years ago when I was doing my bachelor thesis was I basically looked at horror movie distribution in the Netherlands, but I more so looked at the Netherlands film industry as a whole. And from what I gathered, it struck me that uh, Dutch cinema doesn't necessarily, um, they don't really care for drama stuff. They don't really care for horror. They don't really care for action. They like their dramas. And they apparently have a yearly release of kids' movies that I only ever see posters for. I never see a trailer for. Um, <laughs> like, like right now, we were just driving earlier at our, uh, to dispose of some uh, stuff from the garden. And there's a poster, I think it was called uh, Scent that's the Dutch word for Saint, uh, Nichols. And I don't, I don't know what it was, but like it's got like their Santa Claus-esque figure there. There were some pirates in the background. It was, it was a whole bunch of things. Right. Um, but in terms of Dutch cinema, I don't, I don't, I I don't really watch it, but apparently a lot of Dutch people don't watch it either. Um, and it's kind of disappointing because I don't, it, it strikes me that they don't really want to, um, and I, I, I'm i very much generalizing here, this is just mostly from what I've heard and from who I've talked to, they don't really want to move the needle, but the needle that they have isn't really, seems like it's doing anything either. Like, um, I don't know if you're if we mutual, if you're mutual with them, but uh, Diego Crespo uh, from the Waffle Press podcast, he was out here a few months ago, uh, he was just touring Europe, and I showed him a trailer for this Dutch movie that was coming out called Black Lotus. And it had Frank Grillo of all people in it, but I'm, I'm willing to bet he was here like doing something else. And they like, can we have you for like a day and a half? And he was like, yeah, sure. Free money. Why not? A day and (laughs) a half of showing up. Right. And he's in the movie. He he plays a villain and the way that the trailer looks and is shot, it looks like a car commercial. Like I, I watch it. I showed Diego that and we're looking at him. I'm like, Tell me, you don't feel like at any point they're going to pull up a a Ford, uh, whatever brand of Ford there is, going to be like buy this new Ford now. It's got all Ford. It it, it looked bad, Um, but that that was an action movie.
0: Yeah, Um, I'm looking at uh, the uh, looking at the uh, the poster now, and uh, I mean it's it's cool that they're you know trying to make some genre stuff.
1: Sure. Yeah. No, I agree, and I would encourage it, Um, but. Yeah, in terms of this film scene, it mostly they do a lot of comedies. I say a lot, but it's maybe like a handful a year. Um, But those comedies, from what I understand, they're like. They make them today, but they're but they look like they're from 2003, like they they look and feel feel and sound like they're from 2003. Uh, There's a comedy a few a year ago that I saw a trailer for. It was about this affluent white family where the dad loses his job and then he has to move into a Turkish neighborhood. And so it's like, Oh, how they pick up, uh, what it means to be Turkish. And, live, and it's like, I didn't realize it was 2003. Like, okay. You know, it just, it felt very, uh, is the word retrograde? I think, I think that's the word. Um, sure. it just felt <laughs> off. Um, and, Uh, so last year when I was, uh, right before I started my master's, I briefly started an internship at this, uh, production house and I got to read this guy's script. Um, and I shit you not, it was literally a ripoff of Bridget Jones' baby. The only difference is at the end, um, the, the Patrick Dempsey character and the Colin Firth character, they end up being two gay men who get together and they take care of the baby. That that's almost that's pretty much the only difference and i showed it to the supervisor who i was working with and i'm like look at look read this log line read read the synopsis for bridges baby she's like oh my god they're the same i'm like i, I what are you doing here what is this <laughs> <laughs> um so long story short i feel like my understanding of that cinema is uh they they don't really do much to stand out you know they have you know guys like paul verhoeven but uh According to my girlfriend Suze, she thinks, uh, she jokes that we want our people to get big, like make it to Western cinema, make it to America. But as soon as they do, we shunt them because they're like, oh, you're too big for us now. You can't come back here and work. Oh, that's wild. Which, um, I don't know if that's true, but like, I guess you can look at Verhoeven and see that he's not necessarily making that cinema as much. So maybe there's something to it. I have no idea. Yeah, um, that's
0: because I, I just realized when you were talking about that, I guess, isn't uh, Rucker Howard? he was dutch wasn't he yeah. yeah yeah um so they they had they've, they've had some things but uh, you know that's but you don't really hear too much about that cinema as much other than the handful of people and it sounds like i understand kind of why yeah because <laughs> i like i feel like regional comedies and like that are very specific to a country doesn't always translate well in mm. other places and it sounds like because I, I couldn't tell you a single dutch comedy ever sure. <laughs> How do they how do like foreign film sport do well here Do they? Uh
1: I I they have a There are multiplexes uh so the two that we usually frequent are Kinopolis and uh, Pate, but they also have a bunch of smaller theaters both here and in Amsterdam um many 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 small theaters some small theaters play bigger uh like Hollywood uh films but a lot of them also play like the smaller stuff um so I think right now at the the three that are in the center they're playing like past lives they 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 will play they mostly play like indie dramas or comedies they won't necessarily play um like an indie or, or like a an asian action film or something the big theaters like uh kinopolis i want to say they were playing patan uh back when that released but obviously it's in dutch so i can't go see it <laughs> um but uh yeah, the Yeah, I d I don't know how to describe it. They the small theaters they will play indie dramas and whatnot, but the big theaters, that's where you'll go obviously to see the western stuff. But if you want to see a horror movie or anything like that, that's where you would go as well. So
0: Okay, so I love I love learning about different places and I and there's things that I didn't realize. So Dick Moss, mm-hmm. he's a genre filmmaker from and he's Dutch. Yep. And they had that Lion movie. Did you, yeah, did that play theaters there? Did you see that? I wasn't.
1: I don't. What year was that? Do you know? No,
0: I don't know if you were it, even. In. It, it
1: might be. It might be before my time. Okay. But I. I have heard that because his last few movies haven't done well, it seems like he's been a bit shunned because um, he makes horror movies and they don't do well. And yeah, that that's that's mostly from what I've I've heard. So there's a reason why he hasn't made anything since.
0: Yeah, he's a, um, he's an interesting filmmaker. Uh, I love Amsterdam. I haven't I seen
1: it. I did see his uh, Saint Nicholas slasher film. Yeah, you got to watch
0: Amsterdam, especially if yeah. you. I'm, I'm I'm assuming you've been to, um, yeah,
1: Amsterdam. Yeah, plenty right. of so, that's where my school was, so I was there yeah. pretty much
0: every day. So you, you'll probably get a kick out of it then because you'll recognize a lot of the places even more. Mm. You know, but there's like a cool boat chase in the uh, the little river there. Yeah yeah so anyway watch Amsterdam if you get a chance done yeah um, I should I,
1: I've been I don't know why I haven't uh pulled the trigger on it yet but uh, yeah no I definitely should
0: <laughs> so so movies has always been like a big part of your life then I'm assuming
1: yep yeah, um ask my mom and uh she'll uh if I play Kiss from a Rose from Batman Forever by Seal um she'll get sick to her stomach because they went to the theaters when that was playing when Batman Forever was playing and uh I was apparently kicking a lot and I, I still really like the song. And she can't think, she can't listen to it without getting sick. So, yeah, no, I've, um, movies have been in me for as long as I can remember. Uh, my dad, we used to go to theaters a lot when I was a kid. Um, Saturdays, uh, I would, uh, be at home and the sci fi channel when they would play, um, those like all day sci fi marathons, I would watch those endlessly. So, yeah, yeah, definitely deep deep in my DNA. Probably saw a bunch of stuff I shouldn't have at too young an age, but that's 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 the fun part.
0: <laughs> so it was being when you were really into starting out in movies, was that like the the two thousands was when you were Yeah, yeah, more or less like yeah, pretty much. But but I I don't know
1: if I remember seeing movies before the nineties, but I definitely remember seeing stuff after the two thousands. Um I know I went and saw the Matrix sequels. We went and saw the Harry Potter films. We saw Lord of the Rings. Um, dad took me to go see Bad Boys 2 nice. uh, instead of Freddy versus Jason. Um, yeah, yeah. So
0: pretty much that, yeah. <laughs> were were your parents big movie fans or was that just something they did?
1: I think my dad was more so than my mom. The running joke with my mom when I was a kid was um, – Whenever we went to go see something, at least when it was first the three of us, she'd always fall asleep during the movie. Uh, so it was mostly my dad. Uh, he, he was the one who uh, took me to the theaters a lot, um, showed me, I say, showed me, I think more so. I just watched stuff until I was told not to watch it, uh, which was very rare. That was mostly, I think, really the only thing that was off limits was Tarantino, which is weird, but my mom, she, um, she didn't like Pulp Fiction because of, uh, I forget why there's a scene in there that just like didn't like gel with her. And so she was like, no, you can't watch it. No Tarantino. Um, I still watch Tarantino anyway. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. My, my dad definitely, he, he's, he was the big, he... it's funny because he, um, as I grew up, he hated horror. He said it scared him. He wasn't into it. Um, but he'll watch Alien, he'll watch The Thing, and he'll say, that's not horror, that's just sci-fi, which, as I, I get it now as an adult, but it's still kind of like, it's still horror. It's just like, just because it's got the trappings of sci-fi, it doesn't make it any less horror. Um, but now, I've talked to him in the last few years since I've been out here, and he's actually grown, and he's started to watch more horror movies. Um, like, I think he, last year with Halloween Ends, he said he finally sat down and watched the Halloween films, and he's like, oh, the Halloween films they're just Jaws and Michael's the shark. And it's like, sure, that's one way to put it. Um, And so uh, he's slowly gotten into that. But uh, I cultivated my love of movies from them, from him. Um, But I've grown out to watch more and more outside of just what I watched when I was growing up. So,
0: yeah. So obviously you're much younger than I am. (laughs) Yeah. Because so, you know, when I grew up, it was like the 80s. So I had video stores, and I had cable TV, um, but growing up in like the late 90s, 2000s, I don't think there really were, video stores were that big of a thing at that time. So was it mostly watching television where you saw these movies, or was it, because, you know. Uh, no, was I this? actually think, it was, I think it was a bit of
1: both. Um, we rented quite a lot. We had DVD Tuesdays at the, um, what was it, the movie stop? It wasn't a... You know, it was really weird. I was never a blockbuster person. We had a blockbuster across the street from the movie store, from the movie stop. I I never liked blockbuster. I could never tell you why. So I have no fond memories of that place. We like so we went to movie stop. We did ninety nine cent Tuesdays, days, um, which is sort of self explanatory. You go, you get your movie for a uh, dollar and video games too. Um, mm-hmm. So no, it was a exposed I did, I did, we did that. Um, and cable, lots of cable. I grew up with, I grew up with a lot of TNT, TNT, Sci Fi Channel.
0: the um, Spike, Spike's not the same as TNT, right? Or No Spike TV was its own thing, and then it, I forgot how it morphed. But it's okay. something completely different now. If it's, but it's not okay. Spike anymore.
1: I haven't seen cable in forever, so who knows? <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, no, it was a lot of TNT, a lot of Sci-Fi Channel, HBO when it was available, because there was points in my life where it wasn't available. Um, DVDs. I'll be, I think the other thing was when I was growing up, bootlegs were a thing. So we had a flea market that was down the street from us, down the street, relatively speaking, it was like maybe a ten minute drive, and they they would sell bootlegs. So we would we would rent those, and then I know my dad at some point he learned to just burn them himself. And so I watched a bunch of those too. So it was it was a healthy mix of bootlegs, regular DVDs, renting DVDs, going to the movies, TV. So I, I, I had a bit of everything.
0: Yeah, that's 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 a good education because when you have the different options, you tend to spread yourself out and see a lot of different stuff.
1: Yeah. I was at but... a VHS collection too as a kid. So that there was that too. I I'm not that young, but I'm young enough to like uh I I remember I remember. (laughs) All
0: right. So these VHS tapes, were they ones that you inherited or did you purchase them?
1: I never purchased them. So I assume they were bought for me as a child. um, And then also stuff that I wanted. So I think definitely had a whole bunch of like Disney films. Sure. Um, But I had, I think I had every uh, Heisei Godzilla film. Um, I had all the Millenniums Godzilla films. I had all the Batmans. Uh, I had Mask of the Phantasm. I had some taped over stuff. So I had the first Bad Boys and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the same VHS tape. Nice. Um, That's like
0: a nice yeah. double feature right there. <laughs> yeah.
1: I yeah, I, I don't ever remember watching Bad Boys. It was always uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um you yeah, know what's wild I about those
0: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies? Uh, that? that first one especially, it's a Golden Harvest, like, co-produced it. Oh, yeah? So, it's, that's it's why the martial ages. arts is pretty good for Men in Suit movie. Was it all of, was it all three of them, or just the first one? It might have been all three, but I know that um, so, one was kind of controversial, because there's a lot of fighting, and parents were like, oh, we can't have all this fighting with our kids. As if kids, like, you know, I'm sure maybe some learned to like martial art kick or two and got yeah. in trouble, but so that that's why that second movie doesn't have as many fights and it's more like silly comedy. Ooh. So, play parents of that one. <laughs> silly, parents. it's been a hot minute since I've seen those. I definitely, I know I've seen people in the dis,
1: <laughs> A4E Discord talk about them a lot. I definitely gotta, uh, I need to re watch them because I just watched the uh, new one. and I, I enjoyed that. That was that was fun. Yeah, was very have, fun.
0: I have not seen that one yet. I know everyone likes it. I'll, I'll check it out at some point, but you definitely yeah. need to see at least the first live action one just because it's yeah. uh it's 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 a lot better than you think it's gonna be.
1: Oh no, I'm sure I still think about the Pizza Man's Got 30 Seconds joke like yeah. all the time. Oh, I love that.
0: Yeah, I think that was you know, I look back at um that particular time period and uh that movie was probably a little bit more influential to what I wanted to start watching. Than a lot of a lot of other movies at that time because it was mm. I started really getting to martial arts movies in the late 80s or early 90s and this was like one I could go see in theaters and uh, and it had like good fights and stuff yeah. versus like um, you know sometimes you don't always get good fights but I was lucky enough that I got into Hong Kong cinema at a pretty good time like we mm-hmm. had like Kung Fu Sundays yeah. in Chicago which was great. Because uh, you can watch those old dub martial arts movies. Um, but anyway. So, uh, no, 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 that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, you were talking about going to the flea market. And uh, I remember my grandparents used to take me to the flea market, and there was this video store that actually just had, it wasn't bootleg, it was just VHS. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of fun got, looking for that. Well, that's kind of fine. But was it fun to kind of go to the flea market? I
1: only really remember going once or twice and the one time specifically I remember going is we bought we bought uh, the bootleg for Rain on Fire. And I know because it was the opening weekend for Rain on Fire. Um, oh, that's definitely so,
0: bootleg.
1: Yeah, so we went, but we got it and it wasn't cam ripped, so like I, I it, it,
0: as a kid you didn't know. It wasn't um, cam ripped, that's surprising.
1: Yeah, that that's what I do remember. So we went and we bought it uh, my un- my uncle bought it and then we went and watched it at their place. Um and it wasn't a cam rip. I I do remember watching some cam rips, I just don't remember which one specifically. Um, but there was a point where we went where my parents and me, we went and hung out with uh I guess my godparents, the god family, what have you. And he taught my dad, like, hey, this is how you rip stuff. And that was the moment where my dad was like, okay, I'm just gonna rip everything now. Um and yeah, he he did that for ages. Uh I think he rarely bought DVDs after that. Uh, and he got good at it, too, because at some point he was able just to rip them and they looked like, you know, they just came out of theaters. So that was that was always fun.
0: <laughs> I, I used to, uh, when I was uh, younger in the 90s, uh, I got one of those VHS to VHS players. So I, I would be able to, like, rent the movie and then record them onto a tape. But then they've they, then you had to pull this tab on your tape so it actually recorded. I don't like so much it's basically it's so much easier now to to record from one thing to one media to another. Yeah. And especially now with like torrents and stuff. It's I mean, you know I don't want this to be the podcast of where I tell people how to download things illegally. So I mean the I, way I things are going, they
1: need it, but... to learn. They gotta learn.
0: <laughs> I, I say that like I know how I, I, I haven't tried it. I just use Plex. <laughs> yeah uh it's 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 amazing now how people consume media versus when i was a kid and when you were a kid yeah you know that's that's one of the more interesting stuff like do how, how do you how do you get movies now like what what's what's your way I, of doing
1: it so I keep joking. I should just make this my on my profile across all social media. I'm a broke college student, formerly college student, still broke. I'd love to have a DVD collection. For one, I don't have a region-free region Blu-ray player. I'd love that. But if I could and I had a lot more money than I do, I would love to buy uh, Blu-rays, 4Ks, what have you. I I, I want my own DVD collection. And I, have, I have a few DVDs of my own that I bought a little bit throughout the years because I used to use my Xbox for it. Um, But I yeah, I'd like to have a DVD collection. But for the most part, it is streaming. It is Plex and renting like through YouTube or Google when I can. Um, Plex is something I've started using a lot more because I use my dad's server and he has a almost endless library of movies. Um, And so that's sort of like an endless source of just like, I want to watch something and that's the closest I can get to I if I want to watch Predator. I might have a DVD, but it's definitely on Plex. I could watch up there, so to speak. Um, this, my own personal resource, what I've discovered while I've been out here, is YouTube. Um, one of the things that I ended up having to learn quickly is that when you move countries, the type of films that are available for, say, like on Netflix in the States are not always the same out here. And so they could have, again, as example, Predator in the States. But you come out here and they don't have it. And it makes no damn sense um so i almost always before i check any stream platform i go to youtube and check and see if someone's uploaded up there and i found a few channels especially um they do especially like older films like from the 50s and uh downwards um i hear you Sonny. i'm talking that's my dog behind me um but uh they'll have a bunch of older films up there like a tcm network or um I think like film freak. I, I've signed up for a bunch of those, um, and YouTube is usually where I'll start first, especially if it's a black and white film, because sometimes they'll have it up there just for free, and you don't have to do anything. But I've got Netflix. My dad's Netflix. Um, I do pay for Disney Plus. We recently signed up for Mubi because I found that I was on here, and I've heard new Mubi was great. And I have HBO Max. Um, out of all the oh, I yeah. Out of all of them, I think I use Max the least, um, so that's one probably gonna have to get cut out sooner rather than later. Although if they ever added the Criterion Channel up there, uh, I would then never get rid of it. <laughs>
0: Is that something I've uh, heard that might happen?
1: No, but just a I, I, wish. Just, yeah, just, no, I really have just, wish
0: lists too that I wish would happen. Yeah. Like I just um, wish everyone would just give me a million dollars. Don't we all? <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I I talk to a lot of my people on the show, and I one of the questions I ask is how they have their their uh, movie collection set up. You know, they everyone goes through like you know how to alphabetize or whatever. But you you don't really don't have, have that one. many. Yeah, it's, it's just you just have the the few out there. And I think if that's
1: I, if if I did, it'd probably be alphabetized. Um, it, it's either that or I wouldn't care that much, and that would probably send people up a wall if I just like. Just put it there. Keep it moving. But you know, uh, but yeah, alpha alphabetize would probably be the smartest way if I if I have one.
0: Yeah, I mean that's pretty. uh, That's classic. That's a classic way of of doing of movies. But but that kind of just kind of again goes to show how we've definitely changed the way we uh, watch media these days. Because like I, I have a lot of movies that I have purchased just to say I own them, but I haven't actually watched them. Because uh, there's all this stuff on streaming I, I do. I mean it's a, you know, and it's expensive uh, for these streaming yeah. services over time. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that being a person's main like way of watching films.
1: It's convenient, which was what it was made for. And I don't fault it. I think I'd more so fault the business behind it and the lack of uh quality control and actual like uh upkeep of it. But uh no yeah I mean it that is I think the main point is it's so convenient uh it's so so convenient.
0: All right, so speaking of kind of convenient, I just want to kind of go back and talk about that one movie, uh, a video store that you went to. Was it the mm-hmm. video stop? Right. It's like the movie stop. Or movie something stop. Like All yeah. right, so because I, I I love hearing about regional. I'm assuming it's like a regional video store like so can you remember like what it looked like and how like the layout was I mean I guess it looked
1: like most video stores the way so you walk in the front door the main desk was to your left uh I mean it, it had to have been like a, um, a chain because it, it wasn't it wasn't a, it wasn't like a mom and pop place um I re- I think the horror section was like in the middle and back area. And I remember that section vividly because I would see, I think House of a, of a Thousand Corpses, I always saw that banner there. And it always freaked me the fuck out as a kid. I'm like, I don't know what that is. That looks like the scariest movie of all time. So that was like a constant. Um, I think the kids section was an aisle or two uh, to the right of it. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I, I I don't really remember. It. The video games were all they had like I think two shelves right up next to the main desk. They had a couple of shelves also dedicated to like candy and stuff and popcorn. Um I guess maybe the back walls were all like their most popular releases, but I yeah, I don't I don't uh, I don't know.
0: This wasn't one Everything. of those stated uh, the stores that had their little porn section, was it? No, 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 no. Like that's why okay. I say it
1: wasn't mom and pop. It was, I think, it was a chain because <laughs> they, they definitely didn't have that. Because um,
0: there's there was this uh, in the Midwest, there's was a thing called Family Video, which was hilarious because <laughs> it's called Family Video and they had their their back room. I know, yeah. You know, I, I think they may have stopped that after a while, but like you know, when they were first starting out, I guess they had their their little back room. <laughs> yeah, definitely. De- yeah, definitely no back room. I think I would remember
1: that. Um. <laughs> but uh no, no back room uh and it has nothing to do with it i just know that my dad he said when he was growing up he used to work at a uh, a mom-and-pop place in florida and he said he remembered his <laughs> vice principal teacher coming in and going to the back room to get some pornos and <laughs> coming out and he's just like he looked at him like i'm gonna see you at school on monday like all yeah. right <laughs> it's just weird um that's wild yeah but yeah no, nothing like that uh I do remember, I remember the last film I ever rented, and I remember one of the films I watched, the, I rented the most. The film I rented the most was The Page Master. I watched that endlessly as a kid. Oh, Had Macaulay sequences. Culkin, right? Yeah. And then the last movie I ever rented was uh, the first Chronicles of Narnia film, but I distinctly remember never finishing it, because I don't think I was into it at the time. Oh, um, but that was the that was the last film. And I know I rented some video games if I could recall what those were offhand. Um uh, just offhand. I have no idea. Like Page Master and Narnia were like the only two films I can think of when I think of there. But I know we <laughs> went a bunch. Sure. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. That was a good way to get new releases and whatnot. <laughs>
1: uh well, as a stupid kid, I wouldn't have known that. Because I think also I usually got the VHS tapes and my parents would get the DVDs. And so when I was a kid, I was like, Dad, VHS is better than DVD.
0: Boy, if you could talk to your young self, it would have been like, let me explain the the video quality of DVD.
1: Also, I would have told him, keep the VHS. Keep them. They might be worth something one day.
0: (laughs) So uh, when did you realize that you kind of wanted to do something in in film. Was there like this moment where you're like, I like this more than just like watching movies?
1: You know what? I want to say it was somewhere around 2008, 2009, maybe 2010. Um, I know the negative reason, and if Liam ever watches this, he might laugh, but we saw Revenge of the Fallen in theaters. And I was so annoyed with the movie because I remember reading like uh, interviews and stuff. They're like, oh, it's like the Empire Strikes Back. And I'm like, oh, so that must mean they're going to have a darker ending. You know, the heroes on the back foot. There's going to be some drama, some stakes. And I watch it. It's like, oh, Prime gets killed. Oh, he's back by the time the movie ends. Oh, he beats everybody. Oh, okay. And as a kid, like, it just made mad. I'm like, I, I was also, what, I was maybe 11, 12, maybe. Um, so I was really big into the cartoons at the time. Um, and mostly I just wanted justice from a boy Starscream and instead he just got his ass kicked up all the movies, <laughs> but, um, that was sort of like a negative experience where I'm like, oh, I could, I could have did that better. I, I probably could not have. Um, but then also I think around the same time I saw, uh, Inception and I distinctly remember that owning the box office for like weeks on end, like it was just a huge hit and, Teenage, pre-teenage and Teenage Max would have told you that was his favorite movie of all time I still think it is very very good but that was sort of like that moment where I clicked where I'm like this is like this is cool Like, I, I, I want to do something like this and then 2014 I went to the theaters and I awkwardly took my mom to go see her uh, mostly awkwardly because of the uh, some of the sex scenes in the movie not the high-waisted yeah. pants not the high high waisted pants. no um she got the wrong vibe from the movie and she's like I feel like that's gonna be you in a few years I'm like that's you took the wrong message from that movie but okay um but her I I found that a really um I don't know if the word is sweet but I found it very endearing um and it was I, I don't know I I can't really explain the emotion but like it it, it unlocked something. I thought it was just, it was very good. And I think that was the movie. That was the first indie movie. Like I specifically went out of my way to like seek out. Um, and so, yeah, so somewhere between all of that was the point where I realized I want to, I want to do something here. Um, so I've dabbled writing on and off for years. Uh, definitely picked it back up within the last few years, um, uh, especially now that school's over. um, and also just recently, uh, a couple of things I've watched, I just realized like, damn, the movies, they're so good. Like I watched um, Excess 3 recently for the first time and damn, what a movie. Like, holy shit. It's, I finished it and I just thought this, I i just watched a movie that I, I know, excuse me, it's definitely one of my favorites of all time. Um, it's just, it's very excellent. And then I watched, uh, I'm sure you saw, I watched The Headhunter a few days ago. Um and again, I just struck this movie was shot for 30K and it looks so good. There's so much story and detail without dialogue. Um, it's all in the texture of the world, his actions, his character, everything around him, his home, you know, his his daily life. There's so much there. And they only shot it for 30K. And I'm like, if they can do that for 30K, like there's no reason. Like we there's more uh, narrative and world scope in that movie that is so intimate and isolated and just dealing with one guy than there are m- most movies with quadruple the budget like it's wild to me and so i watch something like that and i just think jesus christ we could be doing stuff like this all the time you know um and so that's been that's been something a bit of an inspiration for me in the last few days because like it's incredible that they were able to do that have such a very specific vision and they accomplished it. And I don't know, I don't think it was successful, but I do think it's a crime that something that is as good as that is is not uh, more widely seen or uh, wasn't even picked up by you know your bigger uh, distributors like A24 or Blumhouse or what have you. Um, so that that's been sort of like my more recent uh, kicks that just made me feel like, man, I, this is this is this is the medium I, I would really love to work in.
0: It, it's really funny to. You were talking about *Revenge of the Fallen*, which is this hugely expensive Michael Bay movie that you just thought was bad, right? And you got this *Headhunters* movie, *Headhunter*, thirty thousand dollars to make, and it had more uh like heart in the filmmaking, I guess you could say. You know, so it's 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 funny how like the film industry is just so weird when you think yeah. about it yeah. yeah no
1: offense to michael bay i'm not i'm not to talk, but even he knows revenge of the fallen is not great so you know we you, hey <laughs> no, i'm not saying anything new here my but my reasons as a 12 year old or how old i was when i watched it for not liking it are different now from if i might watch it and i'd be like oh this is just a bad movie for x y and z reasons um you know didn't have the uh knowledge i have now that i uh, that i had that i had then that i have now
0: but uh 30,000 though i mean does that make you feel like you can like does it give you like a charge like you know
1: yeah like- it makes me feel like um if they can shoot that for 30,000 then there's potential to you know make something of your own for less or about the same amount i'm not saying i have their skill but i would one i'd like to have 30,000 just to do something like that because that'd be awesome but uh i it gives it gives me hope because I think if you can do it for that cheap, um, and be and look as good as you do and still tell a whole story, uh, because it very much you if you watch it like it does feel like it could be a short film or an extended short film, but it's seventy one minutes. I don't I think that qualifies for a theatrical release. Um, so I, yeah, no, it just it gives me a lot of like hope, like this is this is possible. It also hopes that, you know, the film also is just the kind of thing that I'm a mark for. you know, it's it's got it's a the elevator pitches, it's horror Skyrim. And a lot of us, I think, played Skyrim. Skyrim is fun, but it's like it's um, but I was telling it to Susie the other day about it, and she when I described to her, she said it sounds kind of boring because you don't really see him fight anything. And so I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, it might not be a movie you explain to somebody uh, to watch because they might be like, oh, that's *Husband boring. But I know she liked The Witch. So if she liked The Witch, there's no reason uh, she couldn't like this as well. Um, yeah, I don't know if that – yeah, no, it, it gives me a lot of hope. And uh, it 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 definitely feels like it lights a fire in my ass, on my ass.
0: Do you have other people in the Netherlands that are movie fans that you talk to about this stuff with?
1: No, not really. Uh there is a guy I met a few years ago. Um, his name's Chandler Bullock. He uh, he did host a podcast once, but I think he since stopped because his life got in the way. He's actually an American. I think he's from Louisiana. I met him at a film festival out here, and uh, he got me a, a job at a escape room for a while. Um, he, uh, yes, but we don't talk as much. Another guy, Walter. I actually knew him from Twitter first. And then we met up, and uh, we talked for, uh, we we meet up every now and then, we have dinner, we talk about some movies we're watching. Um, He's, he is well, but he's also got a family. So for the most part, most of my movie stuff comes, is me just telling a to, you should watch this! Or not watch it. But it's also just mostly online with everybody else. So this is like, um, this is the most I get to like nerd out with other people who are just into it as I am.
0: (laughs) So uh, do you guys plan on, on staying in the Netherlands for a while? Because if you if you are, you know, you could be a pioneer for all you know.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to assume I'll be a pioneer. Uh, I need <laughs> luck and I need money, and I got none of those right now at the moment. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, for sure. We just we bought a house uh, back in April, and um, she's got her job in Tilburg. She's a child, she teaches children's literature at the university, um, and that pays pretty decent money. So I would be reticent to want to move because, uh, me working the post office is not exactly a breadwinner, you know. So, but as far as I know, yeah, we do plan on staying out here for a while. Um, I, I, I have no illusions unless something massive comes my way in the
0: form of like, I want you. Uh, but yeah, we would
1: plan out, we plan
0: to stay out here. <laughs> so how do you, how do you keep yourself motivated to, uh, to make so things happen? S-
1: I recently, well, like I said, I get up the rise and grind of I do look for jobs. But what I've noticed is looking for jobs becomes emotionally taxing, Um, not just because it's the looking, but also the feeling of like despair of like, am I, did I waste four years of my life going, getting a media degree? Should I just like sucked it up and got like a degree in computer science or something? Um, So I found recently that any amount of looking for a job Will like kill me on the inside. Um, so what I try to do is uh, I try to get creative stuff done like for most of the day, and then I kill myself on the inside towards the end of the day. So like four or five o'clock rolls around, like all right, I'll go look for a job because then I can only do it for two hours and I'm done because I at the end of the day, so I don't have to do this anymore. Um, but uh, I recently started up a group of filmmakers uh, or want to be filmmakers. A whatsapp group for us to get something going we have a pitch meeting sometime this week for a documentary festival we're gonna pitch to um i'm not exactly big on documentaries but like they've said if they choose your pitch they're going to give you three grand and all the camera equipment to shoot your pitch or to shoot your documentary so i'm like i that's not even if i'm not a well-versed or big fan documentaries i can't say no to that because if you're going to give me the money and you're going to give me the equipment to shoot the damn thing then i have i have to at least try you know um so we are in the middle of getting pitches ready to submit uh but i've also said after that uh, we should have our own thing because if we don't get picked for this which is fine uh we should be prepared to work on our own stuff Um, so once we finish the pitches with that, I'm going to have us get ready to make our, um, pitch our own ideas that we can then try to, uh, create like our own fictional, fictional, um, short or what have you. Uh, granted, again, none of us, it's purely volunteer based because some of us are still in school, other of us are trying to find jobs and there's not a whole lot of money to go around. So it's all strictly volunteer based, but I, I like for something to happen ideally before the year is out. Uh, that that's the big goal but uh i'm either doing that uh like i said look for jobs or i'm writing stuff on my own just trying to uh finally like put pen to paper down these ideas that i've had for ages and like make something of them one way or another
0: well i i I feel like you have a uh, a, a, an attitude of you want to you want to make the thing happen and and i think it's cool that you have that like group of people that you want to that you've been talking to you know because sometimes when uh, you know like uh when i'm doing my show and i feel kind of down about how things are going i talk to somebody else who has a podcast and we kind of talk a little bit about it and i feel a bit better about it and i think it's mm-hmm. cool that you've got people that you talk to about this stuff and you know documentaries might not be the thing that you want to do in the future but like just to get your name there and to work on something and to kind of and also troubleshoot just learn things. yeah troubleshooting to learn to... And stuff that's yeah, awesome
1: like Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely agree. And I think that's just the thing, too, is while I'm looking, I feel like I should also be, um, I I want experience because that's the whole thing is like, hey, you need experience. I'm like, well, I got, you got to have experience to get experience. You got to get experience to have experience. I'm like, I might as well try some of my own because at least I'm learning, you know, making mistakes, building from them, what have you. And that's sort of the big thing is like, if no, if, I can't get an end to a job then at least I'm learning on my own and that's better than nothing. You know, it's either that or tomorrow rolls around, I'm going to get up out of bed. I'm going to be like, I'm going to play video games all day. And I'm like, I don't need to do that. I'm 27
0: years old. I'll be 30
1: in a few years. I need, I need to be productive.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that I, that's a good, good attitude to have. Not everybody has that that attitude. And I think too, is uh, you have a nice community going, online which is really cool and you got a really great uh social media presence that uh, i enjoy enjoy reading thank you so uh for other people who want to enjoy it like i do where, where do they find you online
1: uh well i'm on twitter uh forever as long as that remains that it feels like every other day it's close to imploding <laughs> Uh, but i'm on twitter at odst spartan uh it should be all capital ex- uh, except for the after the second s uh it's all lowercase uh, odst spartan or you just search my name maxwell Deering. i am on discord uh again search my name or just search odst spartan i do i'm on blue sky as well basically same name uh, across all the platforms uh except facebook i got rid of that years ago i have no plans to go back i don't have an instagram Cause I don't take pictures like that, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Twitter, Blue Sky, uh, Discord. That's those are
0: usually the three places I'm at. Awesome. Well, uh, Max, it was really great to get to to know you, and you. you know, and, and good luck, obviously, to to everything that you do, and I'll be rooting hard for your guys's uh, pitch and and your all your successes in the future. Thank you. All right. Well, have a nice uh, weekend, everybody, and talk to you soon. Right? <laughs>